It's Easter season. How are we pulling up to church on Sunday? I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? We're already like two minutes in and I'm on one. So let me just introduce myself. I'm Audacious Adri. Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. Here we have open and honest conversations and discussions about your mental, your physical, and your spiritual health so that you can live your best life ever, okay? We're gonna talk about the thing for the thing. You gotta do the thing and the thing. We're gonna we're gonna help you. We're gonna figure this out because you know what? Life is hard. So iron sharpens iron. So I'm here to help you. I'm here to grow with you. I'm here to, to encourage you. And we need to, we need each other. We need each other. All right. So speaking of needing each other, speaking of community, speaking of iron sharpens iron, make sure you follow me on social media at Audacious Adri Show on IG, at Audacious Adri Show on YouTube, at Audacious Adri on Twitter. And if you want that extra content, if you want a little bit more than what you're getting, if you don't want just the appetizer, but you want the entree and the dessert, I say that you come on over to patreon.com slash Audacious Adri show and you become a patron. And that way you can support me so that I'm able to make time in my busy life to put out this content to to bless other people that I know because of my patrons, I was able to bless a friend of mine whose partner is uh, got diagnosed with cancer and we donated to their GoFundMe so that they can have all that they need. Because of, Go, because of my patrons, I'm able to pay for gas out here in, in LA because it's about $6 a gallon. You know, because of my patrons, I'm able to buy a book that I want about the topic that I'm talking about. Because of my patrons, I'm able to further some studies on some on some topics I can invest in my business so I'm so thankful to my patrons my patrons are amazing they are sticking with the vision they support me they love me and I'm so thankful for them and you know what even if you're not a patron I'm thankful for you because you're here so let's get into today's topic I'm going right in for it today. I had a chai latte at like seven o'clock. It is now 10 o'clock at night. I do uh, record this at the end of my day and I'm all hyped up. I'm hyped up on caffeine. I generally don't have caffeine past like four o'clock and I had one a bit late. So I'm a little bit hyper today, but it's cool, cool, cool. And I know some of y'all are probably like, oh gosh, this episode's gonna be two hours, but it's actually not gonna be two hours. I'm not even gonna talk about what I did last weekend. I don't even remember what I did last weekend, but I wanna talk about what's going on this weekend. And this weekend is Easter, which as followers of Christ, we like to call it Resurrection Sunday. And if you don't follow Christ, you're not a Christian, you don't rock with Christians, it's okay. You are welcome here. And I want you to stick around because even if you don't follow God and even if you don't really rock with Christians, it's okay because this is an encouraging message for everybody. I just want to say that Easter weekend is like... Christmas time in retail. Easter weekend is like Black Friday for Christians. It's like the big day. It's the big game. It's the Super Bowl of Sundays. It's when most churches are full to capacity. It's where there's a, <laughs> there's a no shame if you're if you were you know go to church on Easter once a year on Easter kind of person. No shame, no judgment. Okay, because I remember there was a time where I wasn't following God and I didn't even go to church on Easter. I was like, it's okay. God, God with me where I'm at, even when I did believe, because at one point I was an atheist, but it's, it's the big day. And if you are going to church for the first time, you haven't been in a long time, or you kind of left your faith, or you want to, you're going to go for the first time ever. I just want to, I want to encourage you. I want, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Generally Easter is like the most fun service. It's like not as intense (laughs) as it normally is. There's always something fun. There's always like a treat. And it's like some of us go to church every Sunday. We're like, we don't get a treat. We don't y'all giving away treats beyond Easter for the newbies. Like it's cool. It's so cool. But I just want to talk about love. Okay. I know this is not Valentine's Day. We just passed Valentine's Day, aka singles awareness day. You know, as somebody who's 
single, you know, Valentine's Day is not the best day, but we don't have to talk about love in February. We can talk about love every single day. So if you're wondering why church is so full and Christians are literally running to their nearest Old Navy to buy one of those ugly little house in the prairie gowns, and I'm seeing them in LA, and as I as I looked upon, I went from from feet up to neck and I saw a girl wearing one of those dresses and I was like, no, are they a Quaker? Are they Amish? But I saw the, I saw the Gucci sneakers and the Gucci bag and the, and the rest still in, in their lips. And I'm like, okay, that's not Amish. That's just the fashions. Whoo, Chile. Okay. <laughs> Fashion show with no fashions. If you get what I'm saying, but this is why a lot of us are getting our hair done, our nails done, having a cute outfit because traditionally on Easter we get cute. And a lot of in a lot of these like newer um like younger churches, we keep it very chill like especially like in LA. LA is a very casual city, but like I this is my first well Easter I was here last year, but I didn't go to church. Um but this is so this is my first like church going Easter service. So I don't know what people are going to be wearing. I am going to dress up a little bit more. I'm a, I'm a little bit more dressy as it is. There's actually a girl that goes to my church who's from Western New York and we're always like very dressed up. We always have heels on. We're always dressed to the nines. And I think it's just because of where we're from. And also probably because like typically in the churches that we grew up in, you kind of wear a suit, you wear a dress, but we we're like medium dressed up. Most of the time on Sundays, people are in LA, people are dressed down and they bring their dogs. So I don't really know what to expect. People might bring their ferrets. People might bring their snakes. People might bring their cats on a leash. I don't know what to expect. But I want to talk about why Easter is important. I mean, Easter is a is not the word that we use. It's just what that Easter technically, I'm not going to get into it, but it is a pagan word. It's not what Easter is like a pagan festival or a pagan fertility festival, if I'm not mistaken. So it's generally, it is called Resurrection Sunday. Okay. And you're like, well, what is Resurrection Sunday? If you don't already know Resurrection Sunday, we're celebrating the resurrection of our savior, Jesus Christ. And you're like, what is that? What do you mean? Is that even real? I don't know. Was that a movie? Mel Gibson? Isn't he, isn't he sexist? Isn't he anti-Semitic? You know, great question great question but basically I'm going to reach you what Easter is okay and I can do like a great job at it and I'm being sarcastic because my rendition of bible stories is generally horrible because they're they're usually other stories mixed in old testament new testament mixed in a little bit of (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of wrong names, wrong dates, wrong things altogether. Like I, I read the Bible every day. I've been taught the Bible ever since I was little, but you know, it's those little details, it's those little details. Okay. That get me mixed up. So I want to read to you something. I want to read to you what everybody is going to be packed up in a church for this Sunday. Hopefully you too. Just even if you just go for Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter, it's cool. You're there. We're happy that you're there. Okay, you ready? This is this is what this is what we're doing. Okay, um, by faith, by faith, we have been made acceptable to God, and now thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. Christ has also introduced us to God's gift of undeserved grace, on which we now take our stand. Okay, let me just stop there. Grace is basically like you know when you, some of you may not know this, you know, you may have had the life of luxury, but when you have a credit card, right? And you go shopping and you get your bill and say your credit card payment is due on the first of every month, but you have until the fifth, until they may start calling you, until they may start hounding you, until they may start sending you late notices or affecting your credit. It's called a grace period. It's a period well, where they say, okay, well, if you don't pay it on the first, you have a couple of days to make it right. You have a couple of days that we're not, we're going to turn the other way or we're going to let you slide, but you have to pay it by a certain day. If not, there you will accrue interest, you will accrue late charges, and we 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 going we going to find you right so grace is what god gives us because while we because we are born as sinners everybody knows the adam and eve story if you don't know two humans were born they were born and they were living literally the perfect life they were naked they didn't have to wear clothes which i'm so salty about 
they lived in a garden where they picked all their food. I've been eating these like really wild oranges. They're like red, they're blood, like they're, what do you call it? Blood oranges. They're the best oranges I've ever had in my life. I just imagine, and they're kind of expensive. And I just imagine being in a garden with those oranges. And I went into brunch the other day and I had like a fruit toast. It's like a huge thing out here in LA. They just stick anything on toast. Okay. It's just like bizarre. And they charge you $20 for it. But I had this, this fruit toast and it had these grapes on it. And I generally don't buy grapes because grapes are abnormally expensive, right? They're so expensive. So this fruit toast had all these berries on it and grapes. These were the best grapes that I've ever had in my life. So I imagine Adam and Eve living around in this garden naked and just living life with these amazing oranges and these wonderful grapes and fresh avocados that are ripe and you can just eat them right when you get up. Just pick them and eat them. Can you just imagine like the the greatest salad, like the best salad from heaven they were living a perfect life and then eve was um basically tricked manipulated by king narcissist the devil told him oh you could be like god too if you do this and she was like oh my god like really you think that i could do you think he could like cover me because i feel a little cold am i naked like that's how i just feel eve talking i don't know why she sounds like she's from the oc but (laughs) I spent a day in the OC like I just feel like I know their personalities now so they did so Eve did that God told her not to do that God said you can do whatever you want in here you can frolic all day you don't have to go to work you don't have to do nothing you don't have no bills due all you gotta do is not eat off that tree so eat it so Eve ate off that tree and God told them that if they eat off the tree they would die but God had mercy on them and mercy is something that you give to people that you could punish I looked it up today mercy is like when somebody um does something bad to you and you have the power to do something bad back but you don't you do something good for them so that's what god did and he gave them grace and he didn't kill them but he punished them and banished them away from heaven forever and so every seed that came out of every children every child every human that ever was born born was born a sinner that's why you don't have to teach a baby to lie you don't have to teach a baby to to not share they're born that way we have to unlearn the sinning nature that was imparted into us by our ancestors our first ancestors adam and eve insane right makes no sense if if you're if you're not into this you're probably like christians are nuts which okay (laughs) okay So we are happy as we look forward to sharing in the glory of God. But that's not all. We gladly suffer because we know that suffering helps us to endure. Just, just, just. Just following. I talked about this yesterday, right? Or yesterday, last episode about pushing through because God has chosen us for this. Okay. Um, We gladly suffer because we know that suffering helps us to endure. And endurance builds character, which gives us hope that will never disappoint us. All of this happens because God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our hearts with love. I will be talk about more on that. Just hold on. Just hold on. Okay, are you ready for this? This is why we're celebrating Easter, aka Resurrection Sunday. Christ died for us at a time when we were helpless and sinful. No one is really willing to die for an honest person, though someone might be willing to die for a truly good person. But God showed how much he loved us by having Christ die for us, even though we were sinful. But there is more. Now that God has accepted us because Christ sacrificed his life's blood, we will also be kept safe from God's anger. Even just like Adam and Eve were, okay? He still punished them, but he didn't kill them. Even when we were God's enemies, he made peace with us because his son died for us. Yet something even greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and we will be we will be saved by the life of his son. And in addition to everything else, we are happy because God sent our Lord Jesus Christ to make peace with us. Adam sinned. Remember I told you about Adam and Eve, the freaking idiots that... <laughs> I mean, our first ancestors that made a mistake. Oops. Adam sinned and that sin brought death into the world. Now everyone has sinned and so everyone must die. That's really morbid, okay? Sin was in the world before the law came, but no record of sin was kept because there was no law. Yet death still had power over all who lived from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. This happened, though not everyone disobeyed a direct command from God as Adam did. In some ways, Adam is like Christ who came later, but the gift of God's undeserved grace was very different from Adam's sin. The one 
That one sin brought death to many others. Yet in an even greater way, Jesus Christ alone brought God's gift of undeserved grace to many people. This is, isn't this just insane? It's just so great. There was a lot of difference between Adam's sin and God's gift. That one sin led to punishment, but God's gift made it possible for us to be acceptable to him, even though we have sinned many times. Death ruled like a king because Adam had sinned, but that cannot compare with what Jesus has done. God has treated us with undeserved grace and he has accepted us because of Jesus. And so we will live and rule like kings. Everyone was going to be punished because Adam sinned, but because of the good thing that Christ has done, God accepts us and and gives us the gift of life. Adam disobeyed God and caused many others to be sinners, but Jesus obeyed him and will make many people acceptable to God. The law came so that the full power of sin could be seen. That's like the the Jewish, uh, the Mosaic law. And like, we're, we don't even have to get into that today. Um, yet where sin was powerful, God's gift of undeserved grace was even more powerful. Sin ruled by means of death, but God's gift of grace now rules and God has accepted us because of Jesus Christ, our Lord. That means we will have eternal life. So what I just read to you is, is basically that it is Romans. Uh, let me find it. Romans five It is Romans five in the some of y'all are like into this which i'm into it myself um i think it is oh the aramaic bible in plain english so it's just a version of there's the bible is written the bible the first part of the bible was written in hebrew hebrew yes and the second part of the bible was written in greek and there's just many different translations and way of saying it. And sometimes some translations just give it to you a little bit um, more like more conversational. And then there's like the the KJ the, the new King, KJV King James version that's like thou thee all that. And sometimes I like to study it in the thou thee, but it's not fun to read. It's really hard to read. So that's just one version of it. So basically, what that's saying is that at even Adam sinned and God could have killed them, but he didn't, but he punished them. And the punishment was a women are going to have painful births and periods. Oh, hate E for that. So mad at her. And then basically the bloodline is going to be cursed forever with the curse of death. Instead of killing them in that moment, he said, I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you finish. But when you finish, you're going to die. And so many other things happened in between. But when people sinned, they needed to make a sacrifice for their sin. That's when the law came. That's when the Mosaic law was born. I'm reading that now in Exodus. And the law was how people, what people did, the things that they did, the works that they did to make their wrongs, to right their wrongs. And so sometimes sometimes they had to sacrifice an animal and use their blood and the blood is what usually cleanse them just like Passover if you know anything about Passover um Passover is when this the spirit of death was coming through this through the town and the people had to put the blood of the lamb on their doorpost so that the spirit of death would pass them by and the blood of the lamb was also an I think the word would be a metaphor an allegory I think for the blood of the lamb of god which is jesus christ it was a it was foreshadowing for jesus christ to come and jesus christ came because people couldn't they were so such bad sinners if they sinned if they say they uh the bible says when you look when you look at a woman and you want to you know you fornication is, isn't just well jesus said this fornication isn't just having sex with somebody that's not your husband or your wife. It's looking at somebody with lust in your heart. So if you lusted after somebody, you would have to go sacrifice a lamb. So people were, because of our sinful nature, people were lusting all day and they killed about 25 lambs. And they're like, and God was like, all right, y'all, y'all clearly can't control yourselves. Okay. So I need to do something about this. The people couldn't keep up with the law. The law was too much. So he said, you know what? I need to, send I need to send a lamb and the lamb is going to be the final the end all okay the lamb of God so he's so he created Jesus Yeshua Hamashiach which is Jesus Christ and he was fully God and fully man and he came and he lived a sinless life he had to fulfill the law 
and he um, came through and he did all these really cool things. He healed a bunch of people. He he was like a revolutionary and the, and the religious people didn't like him. And for those that left the church, those that don't do church and those that have been hurt by, by the church, listen, Jesus knows there's scripture says that like Jesus, no, like Jesus has been tempted by every single temptation. And I think of that when I'm going through things like, wow, Jesus actually understands how I feel because he saw the people that were looked upon. Like my, my pastor said that being a priest was like the highest job that you could be. Being a priest was like, that was, that's like being the president. It was like the most sought after job. And the priest of the, of the church at that time, the Jewish leaders were like celebrities. And so when Jesus came, Jesus came and was like, he, he really came to switch things up. There were certain things in the Jewish law that Jesus was not abiding by like he healed the guy on on a Sunday and they were like how dare you heal heal somebody on the Sabbath and he's like would you rather this man be crooked crooked I don't even know why I said crooked limping around with one arm all day you want me to wait one extra day to do it okay so wow so he was really test he was really um troubling for the religious leaders because the religious leaders did everything by the book but jesus came and he he did everything did, like jesus came and was like not about that and the thing about jesus is jesus hung out with strip with strippers lord what let me go let me go sacrifice this lamb because clearly i got something else on the mind but jesus came and he hung out with the scammers and the prostitutes and he was with the people that you wouldn't normally be with and his crew his his community his tribe were 12 dudes that were basically rejects there were fishers there was um well there was a, do- a doctor luke was a doctor wait no luke was luke a disciple yes um basically what i know and i'm in I'm, I'm, this is an inference there were folks that were fishers and generally you were the vocation of your father. So if you were a fisherman, it was because basically you weren't good enough to be a priest because the priest is what everyone wanted to be. So he took these folks that were normal. These were regular folks that really didn't have much going on for them. There's a verse that says God um, chose the, what is it? God chose the something to to shame the wise. Let me look it up. Why can I forget? I can't believe I'm forgetting this scripture. It's like the best scripture. Y'all, sometimes I just, my brain just doesn't want to, doesn't want to work. It doesn't want to work. God chose, God chose the weak to shame the wise. So he, he chose the most unlikely loserish people, the most regular folks to help him and change the world because he wasn't going to choose the priests. He needed to choose regular people to, to show the, the folks, the common folks, show everybody that God can do anything. God can change anything. God is powerful. God can, God, with man, things nothing is possible but with God all things are possible so he chose these regular dudes who messed up Peter denied them and cut somebody's ear off Judas freaking sold them out um what you call it I can't think of the guy's name ran away like these folks really were whack but God Jesus knew that he already knew that because they were humans. He already knew that they were going to mess up just like he knew you were going to mess up. Just like when you said, okay, I'm going on a diet after Easter. Like like last year, you said, I'm going on a diet after Easter. I'm going to eat this this lamb. I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to drink this champagne at brunch. And then you, and then on Monday, you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungover. And I know that I'm supposed to be on a diet, but it's totally fine because I'm going to get a cheeseburger just to, just to cure the hangover. And then you get home from work and you're like, I'm still so hungover. You know what? I'm going to order Uber Eats and I'm going to get what do I want to get I will have chili cheese fries because you know what I'm hungover and you know what I'm gonna start my diet on Tuesday God knew you were gonna do that because girl you was lying you wasn't gonna start no diet (laughs) but it's okay because he loves you and he understands our faults so Jesus is here he's doing his thing He's like, okay, I'm here. I'm saving all the lost people. I'm trying to show you. I'm healing folks. I'm telling the folks about God. And he he gave a, a famous sermon. It's in Matthew 5, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And he, he 
upsets the, the leaders because he was like, okay, the law may say this, but God directly is saying this. Like what I said about just not just fornicating, but looking at somebody. And he was like, okay, well, the Bible, the, you know, the law says an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. That basically means if somebody messes with you or does something to you, whatever they do to you, you get to do to them. But Jesus was like, nope, what I'm saying is bless your enemies and those that curse you, love on them, pray for them. And they did not like that. And these folks were not, they weren't, they didn't have a relationship with God because God is good and God is our father. They had it because they, it gave them status and they wanted to go by the books and they wanted to judge people. But Jesus came and was like, all that, all of that is done. I'm done with that. So they were mad. They were mad by what Jesus was doing and they plotted to kill him. They were, they plotted on him. They were the ops, right? Have you ever had an op in your life? Somebody that didn't like you, even though you were doing good, you were being nice. You were had, you had good energy. They were like, nope, I don't like you. No matter what you did, they didn't like you. That's what God faced. God faced haters. God faced people that were jealous of him for, for what he did because he had authority. Jesus came through with authority because he knew who his father was. He knew, he said, God gave me the authority to do this. So if you know who you are, you stand a threat to the kingdom of darkness because you know who you are. What happens in our society all the time. It's people not knowing who they are. So they take crumbs from people. It's not knowing who they are. So they, so they get surgeries that, that make them feel like a cuter person, or they get into relationships they don't need to get in, or they, they allow material things that are worthless to define them. But when you know who you are and you walk in your authority, you are a threat to society. You are a threat to the kingdom of hell. So I want to encourage you today to know who you are, not only like who your mother is and who, what your bloodline represents. Some of us come from bloodlines that we we are almost ashamed. Some of us come from places where we don't even want to tell people where we're from. So we have no other choice but to say, hey, God is my father. We Romans Romans 8. Romans 8. Read Romans 8. I'm going to read it to you. I don't even know how many minutes I'm going and this is going to be a quickie. But I want to read y'all Romans 8 because Romans 8 reminded me who I was. And one night I got really, really high. This is when I used to smoke weed. I was a huge pothead, if y'all didn't know. I used to smoke on this podcast, to be honest with you. I used to, you could hear me. You could hear me smoking on this podcast. But I got really, really high one night. I started reading the Bible because I had went through a really scary trauma. And I started experiencing some really um, heavy darkness. And I remember some scriptures that my that my grandma taught me. And I went back and I read what the, what the scripture was. And this scripture made everything make sense to me and it allowed me to really understand why I had been introduced to Jesus but it made everything in my whole entire life make sense and it's the reason why I got saved okay and why I which means I basically it means if you don't know what that if that means that means that it's the reason why I decided to follow Jesus and stop all doing all the things that I was doing before okay I'm going to try to read this as quickly as I can. I don't even know how many minutes this is, but hopefully it's not long. Um, this is this is life-changing stuff. So I, I'm willing to go 20 more minutes or however many more, hopefully not 20. But I'm, I'm willing to go a few more minutes so that I can really read this to you guys. This is what changed my life right here. So Romans 8. So now there is no condemnation, no punishment for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law, remember? Remember this is what I was talking about. The law of Moses, the Mosaic law, was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Remember I said you that we was, we couldn't, we didn't, there weren't enough lambs to kill because of our, we was sinning in our minds all day. We would have, lambs would have been extinct if we would still have to <laughs> kill lambs for all of our sinful thoughts. My own. I probably have to kill a bunch of lambs too. A whole bunch, the whole pack. Is a pack of lambs? I, you know, that's not important. So God did what the law could not do. He sent His own Son in a body like the bodies we sinners have, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what Jesus left us when he died. He said he would leave us a comforter. And the comforter is the Holy Spirit, which lives in us. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I Spoiler alert. 
he was killed by the religious people but he but he they they send him over to be to be killed and all these people that were yeah jesus cool this past sunday we celebrated palm sunday where they were laying palm branches on him and 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 praising him but then a few days later they were like spitting on him and beating him and condemning him and he died for them he said like father forgive them for they not for they're not knowing what they may do even when he was just going through excruciating pain i definitely would recommend you watch the passion of the christ when he was going through the most he was going through a sinner's a criminal's death they wanted to release a murderer they they there was there was over the past over they release one person every year they do and they would have rather released a murderer instead of jesus who was humble and sweet and never sinned never did anything wrong so people turned on him and sometimes that's what that's what will happen and in your darkest hour people will turn on you but it's okay because god forgave his enemies just like we should and i know i'm preaching to myself but jesus he paved the way for us he 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 paved the way he made a ways he provided the example so that we can follow him okay and so he's 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 hanging up on that cross he's dying a terrible disgusting death just i mean if you if you are really into this kind of stuff or you really want to know you're really a nerdy like a you know a theological nerd like i am or you're just really into this kind of stuff look it up online there's there's videos on youtube about what how jesus actually died and the the pain that he went through it's actually really graphic stuff but if you want to know how much jesus loved you listen to how he died okay it wasn't just oh all this oh this sucks no no painkillers he didn't even take wine to to help the the they usually give the crucif the crucified people crucifies oh gosh i that was inappropriate too too soon um he they would give them wine to kind of like less in the blow and he didn't even he didn't even refuse it so he went through fully balls to the wall straight up straight up okay soberly being killed dying and then he died and his soul he gave his soul up to god and he went his soul went up to live with god but then he came back down and he um raised from the dead and he was he walked around he literally was seen it says in the bible that he was seen by like hundreds of people and he went back to his 12 disciples who completely just embarrassed themselves and he went back with them and he was like hey i'm here he, jesus let, side note if you read i can't remember i think it's it might be john matthew mark it might be mark or matthew but jesus is literally walking through walls and like eating it's like hilarious it's so bizarre i just love it though but i love that like the authors of these of these chapters like made sure that we knew that jesus was like eating food and like walking through walls it's just and he would walk through walls and be like greetings it's just hilarious to me um i learned this in a in a bible school that i went to like 2013 and it's still hilarious like i still think about that but he came back and he was like it's cool here you guys are my church you guys are the new the new church i did all these cool things you're gonna do more than them so it's just like bizarre okay it's just amazing and crazy and everything and more okay so we're gonna go um okay so verse six so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature is always hostile to god it never did obey god's laws and it never will that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please god when people say i love god but god's word says if you love me then you will obey you will obey my laws that you will obey me people say i love god even though i'm doing all these things i don't do anything that god says i love god though actually no you don't love somebody when you don't listen to them okay so you and they can't please god they can't because they are they're still under control by their sinful nature they're not able to stop doing what they want to do because they have they are a slave to sin there's a song that says i'm no longer a slave to sin i'm a child of god okay Okay, verse nine, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living living within you therefore dear brothers and sisters you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do for if you live by its dictates 
you will die. But if the power of the spirit you put to death, the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. This is what, this is what, y'all, this is truly what people are looking at me and they're like, you are so different from how you were even when you were a Christian before. This is it. 815 is what changed my life. This is it right here. You ready? So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. I believe Abba is Aramaic for father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are going to share his glory, we must also share in his sufferings. And I want to pause there. That to me, I know it's like very like suffering. I know it's not the fun. It's not the fun part that they tell you when you sign up to be a Christian at church. They're like, if you want peace and you want love and you want joy, come on up, raise your hand and, and be a Christian. Christianity, Christianity, man, we it says God says we gotta take up our cross and we gotta follow Him and we gotta die to ourselves and it's very difficult. And I'm gonna, I'll be the first to say it, Christianity is not butterflies and rainbows. It helps. It helps having God when you're going through trials because back before God, I would say, you know what? I'm just going to drink this entire bottle of vodka and all my problems will go away. I'm dealing with this thing and I'm just going to smoke this entire half ounce of weed. It's totally fine. Or I would say, you know what? I'm just going to eat this garbage plate. If you know, you know. I'm just going to eat this full garbage plate and I'm going to go hang out with this guy and all my problems will go, are going to go away. But we all know that these are just feeding. These are just, these are just coping mechanisms. But what, but now when there's an issue, I say, Abba Father, I say, Jesus, help me right now in the name of Jesus. I need you. I pray. I read my Bible. I sing worship or I just cry and say, Jesus, please. That's, that's what I do. I don't, I don't turn to a bottle. I don't turn to um Netflix I mean I almost I did get stuck into <laughs> not gonna lie I did get I get kind of sucked into a YouTube uh well it was a it doesn't even matter I got sucked into feeding my my troubles and my coping I coped through a trial that I was going through but God showed me that that was not the proper way to handle it and he had to help me out through there but it doesn't mean that so go, being a Christian doesn't mean that we're not going to go through things it's God gives us a way out God gives us help we have help we have the helper we have the comforter we have God that is there for us in in those in those problems and it definitely does help okay and what else did I want to say? Um, oh, yeah. I thought about it like, okay, so God is king and Jesus is like his son. So Jesus technically would be a prince. And then Jesus is technically our brother. So we're like princes or princesses, right? Crazy. So we are royalty. There's a verse that says you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a people I've designed for myself. So I think about it like this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we are royalty. I'm literally a princess. Like nobody can tell me nothing because I'm God is my daddy is literally God who created the earth. So I know who I am. I want you to know who you are because when you know who you are, you're not taking nothing that don't belong over here. You're saying, oh, this is royalty, love. This is royalty. That's not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm a royal, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm not taking that. I'm not being treated that way. When I started to realize who I was, I work a job where I get paid, you know, a good amount of money because people were offering me a dollar more than I was making in New York when rent is literally double plus more. Gas is three, four dollars more than what it is in New York. Things are, everything is more expensive. I'm not taking a dollar more. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? God did have me work a job where I made a for a short period of time. I made a little bit of I only made a small amount of money, only a little bit more than what I made in New York. God told me, though, you need to work here. It was for a very short amount of time because God had a plan. I, I said no to so many other jobs. And when I got this job, I was like, I'm not taking this job. And God was like, yes, you are. And I was like, okay, fine. And, but then it opened the door to the bigger job, to the better job. There's, there's certain aspects of my life that are better because I know who I am. And I'm not taking the same crap that I would have took before God, right? And it makes me think about uh, royalty. It makes me, we don't have royalty here. I mean, obviously besides like Britney Spears and like, you know, Beyonce, but <laughs> you know, our, our royalty, you know, like, who's like a national treasure like Serena and Venus Williams and like 
Barack and Michelle Obama. Like, not that, you know, our royalty, but like the royalty, the monarchy over in England. You think of uh, Princess with it was not princess die may she rest in peace um her children prince harry is harry even a prince like can we not um prince charles i don't even want to he's gross too like who do i even talk about they're awful okay prince william prince william and princess kate right so they are royalty and the thing with being in the monarchy and being a part of that family you get so many perks i don't know why prince harry left that family um, you get so many perks, you get paid a lot, you get access to this castle, you get your own castle, you get your own butler, you get security, you get all these amazing perks, but it comes with a cost. The cost is you can't be out here in Ibiza dancing on tables or at Coachella doing a line of coke. You can't do that because you're representing the family. And so you have a certain code of conduct that you must abide by. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. It says too much is given, much is required. So think Think of yourself if you are a prince or a princess you can't be out here acting a fool because god ha- you have to re- represent the kingdom of god we have a responsibility god has promised us an inheritance just like when prince when uh queen what's her name queen barbara what is that woman's name over there queen elizabeth is that oh, please hope that i really girl i live under a rock i really do not be paying attention to these folks um, when Queen Elizabeth dies, there is going to be an inheritance that's going to be left to the children and to the grandkids and to, you know, the, all the lines. And that's what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. When Jesus comes back, we are going to be every, like everybody's going to go, like the world is going to be it. And we are going to make, we are going to get our reward for sticking it out and following God. It's going to get hard. Like they're saying that persecution, the Bible says that persecution is going to come and all these terrible things are going to happen. But if we stick it through, we're going to have, uh, uh, an inheritance. It's actually incredible. And that's really helped me understand who I am in Christ and what I'm supposed to be doing. Like the, when you are in, like, if you just, just, just do some research on royalty and what that looks like, there's a responsibility. A lot of them have to have a platform and they have to uh, donate to causes and they have to do a lot of community service. It's not just about being cute and wearing a crown, like, like what Miss uh, Meghan Markle thought being royal was. It's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. And I think a lot of people have the Meghan Markle mindset about Christianity. They're like, oh, when I become a Christian, everything is going to be perfect. No, things get harder. Things get harder because there's a lot more, there's a lot of oppression coming towards you, trying to take you out and trying to make you go back to being with the devil. Because when you're not of God, you were the devil, love. And I'm not going to get into that because I've had plenty of episodes talking about the devil. Listen to um, how to, something your adversary, something about your adversary. I can't think of the, I don't be knowing the names of these. Just listen how to, let me, you know what, let me look it up. I really should know the name of my podcast or of my episodes. I'll tell you guys. One of the episodes is I mean I talk I talk about this stuff so I don't want to spend too long on it, you know. This uh it's called How not to be a puppet for your in for your enemy. Probably how not to fall for the okie doke, I think. How not to be a casualty of society. How to Die Empty is a good one too. I mean, I have so many, so many episodes about the enemy and what his plan is towards our life. So just if you struggle with realizing who we are in Christ, read up on royalty and then you'll understand who we are, okay? And this is the last bunch. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against this will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until this present time. This scripture always gets me. So the trees around us are hurting. They hate us. They're so mad because because of our sin, they have to decay. The flowers that are so beautiful have to die because when 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 Adam and Eve were 
living, there was no death. So nothing, so the grass did not die. Flowers did not die. Fruit did not rot. Trees did not die. Everything just lived forever, but they brought death into the world and creation is so mad about it. It's just as a vegan, you know, just a little shameless plug. As a person who doesn't, I've been eating fish, by the way, you know, shoot me. Um, As a person who tries their best, (laughs) who doesn't eat anything that can walk on land, Um, I just think about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this apple is so mad because if I don't, if I don't eat it in two days, it's going to die. And if, if Adam and Eve weren't such idiots, then it would have never happened. It's just, it's a lot. Um, okay, (laughs) here we go. Um, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, our full inheritance, including the new bodies he has promised us. I know we're going to get new bodies. I don't really know much about that, but I just, that's just so exciting, right? Um, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God called, here's the, Listen, write this down. Romans 8, 28. This is a scripture that I say to myself every day, every day, especially the days where I want to quit, especially the days where they are trying it when society is too much to handle, okay? Remember this, y'all. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Amazing. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave us his glory. Now this is going to, I know this is my last stretch and I'm about to be finished. Okay. This is, this is it right here. This is the, this is it. This is what just seals it right here. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? That's why I'm not scared of anybody. All this scripture right here, Romans 8, 31. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give up, give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who will then condemn us? No one. Who will bring up, who gonna try to bring up your past? No one. Who gonna tell you that because you did something two weeks ago that you don't love God? No one. Who gonna try to tell you that because you had a baby out of wedlock that you can't receive Christ as your father? No one. Who's gonna tell you that you can't serve God and worship God because you messed up? No one can tell you that, okay? For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anyone ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Not regular victory overwhelming victory one version says that we are more than conquerors through christ jesus and this is the last stretch and i am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from god's love neither death nor life nor angels nor demons even though they try them demons neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of god that is revealed in christ jesus our lord tell me that's not the most amazing most inspirational, most motivational, most soul chilling, most amazing thing you've ever heard in your life. And there's more for uh, John 15, 12. This is, and this is, I'm going to end here. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Let me, you want to know what love is? God's going to tell us greater love has 
no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. Imagine being friends with God. I don't care about being friends with Beyonce. I don't care about being friends with the Kardashians. I can't believe I even said that name on this show. I've gone like 39 episodes without saying it. I don't want to be friends with, I don't know, a LA Laker. I don't care about that. I am friends with God. What? God is my bestie. Can you just imagine what you, what your life looks like when God is your best friend and God and Jesus call you friend? Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Nobody rejecting you means anything. You're like, you don't want to be my friend. I'm friends with God. You're missing out. It's your loss. It's just like, like pretty woman. Big mistake. Huge. Okay. People reject you. Let them reject you. Okay. Maybe they're rejecting you for a reason. Maybe they don't need to be around you. They don't deserve your light. They don't deserve because you are in a, you are in proximity with God. I know people out here come out here and they want to be in proximities with celebrities. What is a celebrity going to do? Be in proximity with God. God is the one that can change your life and heal you of your sin. Not only heal you, heal your family and your ancestors or your grandparents or your great uncle, your great auntie, and can heal your children. Okay? There's a scripture that says, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I found this in Exodus. I've never heard anybody say this scripture ever but you don't want to be a friends with a god like this i do let me tell you something it says in exodus 23 25 you must serve only the lord your god if you do i bless i will bless you with food and water and i will protect you from illnesses wow that's incredible but wait there's more verse 26 there will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land and i will give you long full lives who wouldn't want that who wouldn't want that you become a friend with God. This is what his word says to you. It's incredible. Verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For your servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. That is what Easter is. That is the Easter story. 45 minutes in, (laughs) probably like 50 minutes in by now. The Easter story is about love. And what does God say? He circles it back to us. He's saying, hey, I loved you and I died for you. The least you can do is love the people that are around you. So in honor of Easter, let's love one another. Let's first love ourselves. First love God. Actually, first love God. Love God. Love God by doing what he says. Two, love ourselves by knowing our identity and reflecting back to that identity and living out our our, our royal honorable positions as holy priests and and king or in princesses and princes some people want to call it kings and queens his mama call him cashless clay i'm gonna call him cashless clay okay whatever you call it tomato i call it tomato whatever it doesn't even matter we are we should be in the pig's pen with the servants but god called us in and adopted us in to be royalty so love god and love yourself and then you're able to love your neighbor that's what the Easter message is about. So when you go to church on Sunday, when you're cutting that Easter lamb, when you're having that Easter mimosa, when you're putting on your Easter bonnet, like I just had to do it. That's so rid- like no one does that. When you're putting on your um your Easter shoes, remember Payless, y'all? We would go to Payless <laughs> and get our white strappy Easter shoes. That is so just I'm embarrassed that I used to do these things. But the big, the big, the big game, the big show, the big everything is on Sunday. And I just want you to remember these things. This is why we're here. This is why we have the joy of the Lord because of love, love that casts all our fears, love that wiped us clean, love that died for us, love that fought for us, love that said, you are going to live. You are not going to die. You are going to live. And that is what God said that he would do for us. He would send his own son so that we could live forever with him. Tell me that's not the most amazing thing you've ever heard. Wow, that was totally a mouthful. My mouth is dry. My eyes are dry. 
I'm so tired. I feel like I'm out of breath. That that was just like straight through 45. I didn't even stop. 45 straight minutes of just straight scripture. And I generally don't do all that, but I just really felt the the Holy Spirit really did impress on my heart that I need to talk about love and no what greater love than, than Jesus dying on that cross for us. So I really want you to meditate on this. If you know the Lord and if you don't know the Lord, I think it's important that we meditate on this and that we remember that we never forget what Jesus did for us. And I just want to pray for you today. Hopefully that's okay. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Trinity. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that came to wash away all of our sins. Thank you, God, that you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for us so that we could have everlasting life. Thank you, God, for your peace. Thank you, God, for your freedom. Thank you, God, that while yet we were sinners, you died for us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for all that you've done to make sure that we could be in this family of yours. I was just reading a couple days ago about you leaving the 99 sheep for the one leaving leave risking 99 sheep running away for the one thank you god that we were the sheep that were lost but you came and you ran after us thank you god that you love us so much that you would do these things that even though we should have died a long time ago you let us live god i just pray for the person that's struggling with their with their with their relationship with you those that have left the church that have left the faith those that are deconstructing their faith and trying to figure it out lord will you reveal yourself through them and god you are you're the kind of god that can do anything you even spoke through a donkey in the bible Lord, will you speak through your word? Will you speak through another person? Lord, I thank you that you're speaking through me. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is answering some questions right now for some that have been struggling and those that have had a little inkling in their spirit, but they didn't know what to do with it. Thank you, God, that you are a God that answers prayers. Because your word says, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door shall be opened, seek in the door, seek and you shall find. Thank you, God, that your word says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and the rest will be added unto you. So those that are struggling, Lord, help them to keep seeking your face. And I looked at the word seek today. That means to focus. Help us to focus on you, even in the in the midst of trial, even in the midst of hardship, even in the midst of, of just devastation and darkness. Or will we focus on your face? It reminds me when Peter was walking in the water and when he when he looked at you, when he focused on you, he walked on the water perfectly. But when he looked down at the storm as when he lost balance and he started sinking and he was drowning. But yet you picked him up. And you said, ye of little faith. Lord, let us have faith to believe. Because your word says that even faith, as small as a little tiny mustard seed, can move a mountain. So let us continue to have faith and hope and grace and peace. Let us operate in your spiritual gifts. Let us operate in the spirit of love. Or let there be love permeating around every church in America and all over the world. Let us, uh, those that are, that are Christians, that have been Christians for a while, and that generally have our favorite seat or have our favorite parking spot or have a, live in a routine lord let us get out of our routine let us try something new let us be different thank you god that you set us apart but you you called us for a time as this lord but i pray that you use us as a as a vessel for your glory and i just pray for every person under the sound of my voice that they may know and that they may see and that they may experience you as as our as their god and I pray that those that do not know you as their savior, I pray that they will know you. I pray that they will be not that they will not only be a hearer of your word, but they will be a doer of your word. And I pray that they will accept salvation. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you, God, for your love towards us. Thank you, God, for all that you're gonna do, because your word says that you will work all things for our good. And I just lift you up and I thank you, God, because you are good. Ooh, that was a mouthful. I'm so glad that you came to this long episode, which I thought was going to be 10 minutes. Why do I lie to myself? I should just go and just get a lamb and repent because I just really didn't think it was going to take that long. I did not plan on reading all of Romans 8. This just really just happened, but I really had to share it with you guys. And I'm so glad if you stuck it out for this hour, over an hour episode, I'm so thankful that you were here. I pray that you have a wonderful 
Easter weekend. If you get to spend it with your family, that's such a blessing. And if your family's crazy, I'm so sorry. Get you a plate and, you know, grin and bear it. And it's only a couple days, one day, however many long. Just be thankful. Watch a movie. A movie is a great way for everybody to be quiet unless you're in my family. Everybody just talks louder over the movie. But it's it's the holidays can be tough. So those that, you know, struggle with, with, with the holidays, my heart is with you. Um, if you're lonely, I understand how you feel. Last year, I spent Easter in a hotel by myself. I was very, very homesick. It was my first Easter away from my family and my friends. So I want to. I just want to lift up those that are away and, and alone. Um, may God be with you. Thank you that God is with you. I would encourage you to watch something that makes you happy. Um, watch a concert. I watched a versus last year. It was like the. It was the auntie versus. It was like the Isley Brothers and somebody else I don't know but it really brought um joy to my heart all right I'm gonna shut up I've been talking so long don't forget to follow me on social media at audacious Adri show on IG at audacious Adri show on YouTube at audacious Adri show at audacious Adri on Twitter and at audacious patreon.com slash audacious Adri I can't even talk anymore it means I gotta go to bed I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon